This episode is sponsored by Curiosity Box by Vsauce, a quarterly mystery box of awesome things for you science and nerdy stuff fans. And we have an exclusive hookup, so go to curiositybox.com slash probablyscience and sign up. Curiosity Box by Vsauce, sponsoring this episode. Roll credits, Andy. <laughs> Doing it now. And music. Probably science. Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood. That's, that's Mike Kirshen. That was me. It was, yeah. I, was, I was the one doing the advert there. I know you thought it was probably a professional advert guy that they got in. They got in just to do that pre-roll. That was pretty professional. That was pretty professional. Mm-hmm. That was only the third or fourth take. <laughs> you don't have to know that. So, um, hey, speaking of professionalism, I think we should get straight into introducing our guest. Because yes. we have a first-timer... A first-timer, completely first-timer, mm-hmm. uh, currently current writing partner, current colleague, currently sat right That's next right. to me right. every week, every day, single day, every <laughs> single day, yeah, uh, writing on a, a new Comedy Central pilot. Uh, the very funny writer, comedian, general comedy creative person, Brian Olson. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, Andy, for having me, and Dominic. It's nice to meet all of you. Likewise. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, Dominic's a returning guest. <laughs> sort of, yes. It, I guess I shouldn't have said that because I introduced him before you No, did you're more it. than welcome no, to. Kind of like it it I take it's it back. Good. There might not be anybody here. Okay, so then, <laughs> well, but there it, could be, but also yeah. we don't know. In a parallel timeline, yeah. this is a returning guest who uh, our, our listeners are very familiar with and are fans of. Because um, we recorded the a dark, great episode dark, with Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. The dark episode. timeline. The dark I'm, timeline. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> you had a goatee in that one, I think. Yeah, yeah we did an episode. And we did do an, Oh, it was a good episode. It was great. There's so, so many laughs. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like, I think we killed it. High it quality was, episode. And was, if only it had digitally saved. I, I didn't check to see how much space was on this SD card. And I pressed stop. And then the recorder was just like, hourglass, hourglass. We let it go for an hour, hoping that that was what an hourglass needs. But uh, we lost it. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Harris. Dominic That's Harris. That's who that is. Yes. We didn't actually yeah. say the last name. Yeah. Dominic Returning Harris. guest, first time. You're hearing his voice on our show. Yeah, thank you for making the trek out here. Yeah, it. of course. It's uh, I, I, I feel part of the show now. I feel like a veteran. And... We, we did keep the notes from that episode, and we were debating, like, what if we tried <laughs> to hit all the beats we did in the last... We could do the same stories. We would be funnier, yeah, but... presumably. We'd have more time to think of uh, riffs about the topics, but... Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, Battery Pig was a winner. Do you remember Battery I Pig? I forgot what Battery Pig meant. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm the only guy Inside that remembers Battery from Pig. from a lost episode. Matt, you don't? I don't you remember. Said, I remembered that you were saying Battery Pig, and then it was all it was British, uh, is, I feel like, where you're from. And oh. then they, yeah, it sounded That is where I'm better. from. That's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. the case. I could tell. But um, it sounded awesome when you, you say the word battery well. Here, listeners, battery? check this out. Battery Pig. Battery Pig. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. I, I don't it remember what the, the context hard. was, though. Why were we talking about Battery Pigs? Uh, I think it was like something that you could tr- you could someone used the p- pig as a battery not like they a science had to do is with science is it like those potato clocks you used to make I <laughs> it was a, stu- a I think a student it's a, it's a battery it's a pig it's a battery yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I, oh was it like the skin of the pig would create like a, an electrical Potential difference. Or, uh, this is how you, we figure out science. We do it yeah. the reverse. reverse. Like we, we like reverse engineer. Guess at what it is until we've guessed correctly. Yes. I know that the end result was right. was battery pig. My so computer is powered by a battery pig. <laughs> okay. it's, um, 
It is. I have to bring it in. Yeah, I know, it. I know. But you know, it, it's um, it's very spotty Wi-Fi uh, at the office. So I uh, try Pete, to bring Pete in. Has the been on your, Pete has been on your back. Absolutely, since you that absolutely, and, and uh, have killed a couple other pigs. Uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like this pay. this little fella is going to stay with me. See, so. Brian keeps claiming it's the most efficient way to power a laptop. Yeah, but I think he just likes killing pigs. I, I that's really what it is because they die really violently, and <laughs> do. uh, I, I don't mind telling you that they, uh, you know. But uh, anyway, is, is he lithium ion? Yeah, he, yes, he yeah. is, and uh, and so was his brother. Uh, and, uh, and his mom <laughs> And you made each of them watch the others perish That was a weird It was, thing. you know, and I did it with such a high voltage of electricity yeah. <laughs> I mean, You'd think they would have seen it coming being battery picks and all picks. But they didn't And I always think comedy's about surprise So yeah. they didn't uh, <laughs> So Battery Pig was lost We also, you you'd read a book recently on um, philosophy and science Yeah, Mein Kampf um, <laughs> And I thought they had some pretty cool Oh, no, different. second mind comp reference in two weeks for us. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's happening. Um, that's how struggle. I, I think. <laughs> I think it was Nietzsche that I was getting into, and uh, man, let me tell you, my life has taken a turn for the worse <laughs> since I've read that, and uh, I really opened my eyes to things. So God is dead, but um, but doesn't he have some positive things? Yeah, 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 yeah. The premise was like that, just kind of like embracing the idea that there is no rules and no God and stuff like that and all okay. that. But, you know. That's when you started getting big into PCP. Right? Yeah, 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 right. That was about the time. Yeah, I regret it, but, you know. <laughs> you got to live in the moment. <laughs> do what's right for now. Absolutely. There's no rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys <laughs> says the battery pig guy. Yeah, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, like, I'll kill yeah. as many pigs as I can on the way out. But, uh, yeah, the is crazy the, thing is that you don't even eat them. You're just, you do it for sport. And absolutely. I just power. throw them out in the hall. And, yeah. um, the opposite of a Native American. You're like, use, use as little of the pig as possible. I use as, I, th- I, I like to throw away as much yeah. of the useful <laughs> stuff as possible. And then I just burn some old tires. <laughs> and it's a really fun time. And it's like, I have no respect for the environment. And uh, I just, you know, I'm going, going with that. <laughs> Why should you? No rules, no God. Hashtag That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, so was the Nietzsche thing, was that like the whole Superman thing? Was that what it was? Um, I'm glad you said Nietzsche because I wasn't 100% sure how to pronounce his name. So now I feel like we're, I do know that it is Nietzsche oh, now. So in America it is. Think, oh, okay. What about I think in Nietzsche? Britain it's more like Nietzsche and the Germans pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I've heard Nietzsche before and I, that's what threw me off. It's, when like, said it's like everyone, like America and Britain both have wrong versions <laughs> of the last name of the painter whose first name is Vincent. Oh, wait. Van Gogh? Van you Gogh. say Van Gogh? Yeah, we say Van Gogh. Weird. You say Van Gogh. Go. And the Dutch again, like, Van I won't get it correct, but yeah, it's like sort of Hoff Van Gogh. Oh, Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. That makes, yeah it makes sense. It's, oh. like, it's like a throat clearing. <laughs> yeah. It's like Copenhagen. I think I talked about this last summer, but like, it's a really strange thing that people get like high on themselves for saying Copenhagen, which isn't anywhere near... Hmm. The Danish, that's the German word for a Danish town is Copenhagen. Copenhagen is just the agreed upon English word for it because the actual Danish is like Kuvenhaun. Wow. It's oh. nothing close to either of them. It's just some, that's, but Danes, I guess, also get uh, flack for having the weirdest sounding language, I think. 
Is that true? Uh, I think they get made fun of by other. I think if you're a stand-up comic in Northern Europe, you'll you'll do a bit about Danish people sounding <laughs> sounding weird and guttural or something. I, I could be wrong. Danes listening, write in, let us know. You guys helped out when I asked about whether spitting on people for luck was a real thing, and I think it wasn't. <laughs> my Danish grandmother would do that. And, um, well, I my uh, my family, my dad is Danish, and, and his. So I'm I'm just curious because he'll go to Copenhagen and stuff like that, and I just. Kuvenhavn. Yeah, he'll go yeah. to Kuvenhavn. And um, to see the Van Gogh, right, and uh, and to spit on people for luck. <laughs> yeah, they all uh, the Danish comics. They mainly do. Uh, you know what? I was going to do like a little riff on this about like Dan- like a Dane <laughs> a Dane Cook thing, oh, and then yeah. tie it in there. But I was I I realized that this is actually not going to be a good end result. Um, Can the end of it be like the opposite of a Great Dane or something? Or would it- I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I thought I think he was going to do like a Burger Dane, King. Like all the Dane they all like to do Burger King jokes, but then no one's going to get that reference. Right. And, that was like his first album. Yeah. when I still liked him. That was yeah. like when- that is a really good first album. I have to say, yeah. you know, I, mean, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't you don't do, you don't do arenas if you're not if you don't have talent you know that's true at some point I think you have to I think, you know, have something to get there. Hey uh hey Brian we always ask our guests this before we get into the sto- okay. stories um we could ask Dominic but you listeners can just go to the alternate timeline and find right, it right, out right. yeah but we we like to ask our guests what if anything is your background in science and there doesn't have to be any answer there could just be a class that you liked or hated as a kid or something you blew up in the woods mm, well. Blowing up stuff in the woods, I definitely did that. Yeah, um, right. you know, uh, I did not. I, I liked the idea of science, but I have to say, I don't honestly think I had good science teachers. Yeah, um, there was one. I went to an all boys Catholic school for a couple of years, and I had a biology teacher who um, I, I just didn't like him. He was a mean guy, and um, he uh, one day told me to go home. <laughs> Well, yeah, like I, I think I said something under my breath, and he heard me say it. But he told me to go home and tell my parents that I was a waste of space, <laughs> which I thought was great. And I just remember I'd had it up to here with him, and this is. Um, and you're just like more homework. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I was like, I gotta. <laughs> Can you write it down for me yeah. so I don't get the wording wrong? I, yeah, I gotta tell them what they tell me. I mean, they already know that. I mean, you know, um, tell them no, something that I don't know. We, uh, yeah, yeah, like we. Um, we played this prank on him where we uh uh so a friend of mine his brother worked at a, a at a sex shop mm-hmm. and uh so we went and this was when they had like porn magazines and stuff um long time ago and so we took out all the subscription cards for like hundreds of them <laughs> and um we put his name and, his, and there's a thing there that says bill me and you can just get billed so they just start sending you stuff and yeah. then they'll the collections department goes after him so i remember when i dropped these things in my it was like a stack of it was a heft like it was a hefty like my hand hurt when i was done and i remember thinking distinct titles or sometimes like multiple from the same title did you find that many different different oh yeah yeah because and not only that there are are like weird offshoots you know what i mean because there's like those like gas station porn mags like that you've never even heard of or whatever and i remember there was one that i took the card out of that i thought was great i thought he's getting this and it was called bear meat and there were just two hairy gay dudes fucking each other on the on the cover of it. Can I curse on this? Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the cover, and I thought like, okay, so Steve Ryan is getting that. Um, I think the statute of limitations is probably over. Yeah, on you're this. fine. But I remember thinking, you know, the mailman must have thought that Steve Ryan just went insanely gay one day. <laughs> one or like, day. just one day, he's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm um, so. I never really found out what happened, but I 
like the idea that he um, just had a, like, hello, bear meat. <laughs> Steve Ryan, yes, I will hold. <laughs> Look, I did not order this, and I would like you to, so he had to do that for s- hundreds to the of school. His school office sent it. To, we did. We did both actually. Okay, good. And, um, Coverage. Um, but I think uh, like whoever's all got, or like in charge of the subscriptions department probably started to smell a rat when the second line of the address was a school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Walsh Jesuit High School. Like it's like what a Jesuit High School. But then it's like uh, you know, there's uh, like, probably a decent number of priests getting Mr. Right, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Saint Bernard's School, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saint Bernard's High School. Yeah, I went to Saint Bernard. Um, but uh, everyone had to have like a little barrel around their neck. Yeah, you had a little barrel, and then you'd find skiers that had almost died, and then you would just shake it and make the little martini like they did in the Looney Tunes. Jesuit things, service. That's you guys. It was a Jesuit service, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then well, um, no. Do you think like what that dog did start off as like a genuine? Like just Bernard, and then was canonized by. Yeah, he had to do three miracles, and then oh no, that's yeah, a sainthood, right? And it's like three miracles. The Pope has turned water to hot toddies three times. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's an excellent point. Like no one talks about the ecumenical, (laughs) you know, part of the the sainthood of the Bernard. Yeah, exactly. And he when was Father we... Bernard at one point. <laughs> yeah, <it was> like... <laughs> oh, that's Father Bernard. He's a... Like, when does Airbud get his due? Like, are we going to have some golden retrievers that could be at least, like, sir, if not, like, Absolutely. Yeah. Airbud is long overdue, I think. There's nothing a... in the rule book that says yeah, you can't canonize a, you know? a golden retriever. Absolutely. Like, and he's a good basketball player, too, yeah. I think, right? Wasn't he basketball? And uh, football, eventually. Oh, okay. Uh, Air, uh, Gold, you, Golden Receiver was the sequel. Air Golden Receiver. Wow, yeah, you guys yeah. you know Crossover stuff. athlete. Wow. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, our, our other host, Jesse Case, is a big fan of the franchise. It's come up. Really? Well, also, what's remarkable is, unlike, say, Michael Jordan, who floundered when he switched disciplines, mm-hmm. Airbud thrived. Just really... <laughs> It almost makes yeah. you wonder if he was assigned to the wrong sport to begin. Like maybe we still haven't found his best sport. Like he's well, still he's, he's already just so dominant. Yeah, yeah, in so much. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he doesn't off the court. He doesn't get distracted at all. And like, like balls, like tennis balls. He gets <laughs> but like no girl, he doesn't date. He doesn't nope. date around. He's in the gym every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, well, it's generally thought of as like like most athletic coaches will tell dogs don't hump any legs the day before a big event mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. been debunked recently though it's fine oh, yeah uh, you can hump legs the day before. you can yeah. science psychology has shown that it's not yeah sports psychology rather yeah. didn't they find air bud with a gun in a strip club though or was that a different athlete <laughs> oh, i can't remember been, you're right you're right <laughs> Uh, I can never remember. Attachment yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like in an SUV and they took off and there was some kind of problem or something. I don't know. I can't remember what Airbud did. <laughs> he did his penance. He went to rehab for a bit. I think we should all look past that. Like his yeah. recent performances. Also, he was involved, definitely involved in dogfighting. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he was organizing them. He was not. He wasn't fighting. He was setting them up and yeah. uh, taking the money and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then Michael Vick tried to drown Airbud, <laughs> right? For encroaching on his territory. Yeah. And surprise, he's a diver. So Airbud exactly. diver. Di- he's actually great at staying underwater. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Airbud can hold his breath for like two hours. Yeah, so it's like yeah. good luck, Michael Vick. Yeah. Your arm's gonna get tight before he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the most benign dogfighting joke anybody's ever made. <laughs> yeah, know. that's a dogfighting joke you bring your grandma to. Yeah, because yeah. the a, dog's the hero of that. Yeah, right, and he's right, and right. he's he's alive the whole time. Yeah. Like, he doesn't die in that joke. Mm. He's positively thriving. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, 
there's a uh, there's no neat segue into any of the stories we're gonna I do. To think I thought I you were doing a good job. I um. Look, this isn't particularly scientific, but it does involve someone scientific in a scientific setting. But Buzz Aldrin has been evacuated from the South Pole. Love everything about that sentence. <laughs> uh, uh, after falling ill, he's 86. He was visiting Antarctica in a tourist group and was evacuated to New Zealand. Why was... I don't know why... I guess he just has to go places. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you just... He's an adventurer. He's he a- can't stop himself. He's a renaissance well, man. The crazy thing about this story is that it was actually uh, on a soundstage in Hollywood. He wasn't actually <laughs> right, yeah. in Antarctica at all. It was yeah. like a Santa's grotto. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, was just, yeah. he was just in a department store. Like, why is there, a, why is there an elf and children running around? Oh, it's the South Pole, definitely. Yeah. But Stanley Kubrick arranged that whole thing, right? Yeah, the, yeah. That, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. Is, but uh, real talk, though, is that, is that real? Like... Um, I, is I, the really moon landing, is the moon I know that real? a lot of like smart people think that it's fake. Is it fake or it was real? No smart people think I don't it's think fake. Smart uh, well, I beg to differ. Joe Rogan said it was fake. So. <laughs> Wait, did he really? I think no. I, I think he recanted that, but I think at one at time, time he was okay. a doubter or something. That's on brand for him. I can see that being. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, um, um, I just remember hearing that and thinking like, there's just no evidence to back any of that. Okay, because I'm like a, a lot of new stuff. I've like started to be like all right maybe i always throw throw it off as conspiracy stuff but now i'm like "Uh, i guess maybe i don't know you can i'm pretty sure that good telescopes can see the things that we've left up there can't they yeah Yeah. and like it's really not there's no that's all you need i think is that yeah Yeah, every bit of the sort of every bit of the list of things that just that disprove it are just so easily but like the flag was waving and there's no atmosphere and then you go like yeah, but there's still momentum, and the flag was moving because it was moved. And they put a wire in it so it would stay... <laughs> That's also true, yeah, yeah. There was a wire along Otherwise the top bit of it so it stayed have... up. Yeah. It wasn't blowing in the wind. It was designed... Because hmm. they thought ahead and realized there's no atmosphere. Right. And being, like, yeah. NASA's best brains, they thought, well, we'll put a little <laughs> wire across the top to <laughs> right. stiffen it. Make it look like it's flapping. Yep. All right. Um... So yeah, there's all sorts of things about that, and the, like the lighting and the shadow that are just very easily disproved, and also just photos of Earth that were taken from the moon. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes. a very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Buzz Aldrin did punch out, or at least punch a, a, a moon landing denier one time within yeah. the last ten years, didn't he? I think he, he did. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was a bit fun. more than ten years ago. It was four. It was two thousand and two. Oh, okay. He was a uh, a guy who's apparently spends his life pestering astronauts uh, and he sort of marched up got in his face waving a bible and went will you swear on the bible swear on the bible that the moon landing wasn't staged swear on the bu-. and and then like buzz aldrin punches so <laughs> yeah, him why do i have yeah. to swear what would that would that have shut him up though because if so why not. didn't he just do it <laughs> of, of course it, but it never shuts them up like right, we, we discussed right, right. this we got into this a bit with the um in the Mosher episode of a couple of weeks ago where uh like anyone who goes deep into conspiracy theories, and you see it now with Trump, and like right. like anyone who sort of goes off the deep end with conspiracy theories, counter uh, uh, like counter evidence doesn't satisfy. You just recalibrate your brain. You just and we were talking about mm-hmm. how the doomsday people, any doomsday cultist, when you know, the fifteenth of July passes and the Earth still exists, and they're like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, but because right. of this yeah. calculation and this ca- like anything you Different think that calendar. would be yeah. 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 Anything you think that would be irrefutable evidence is just a goalpost that can be moved in a heartbeat. Of course. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Gregorian calendars added a week back in uh, yeah, 1520. Like a, and, uh, that's there's no such thing as a, like a 
counter argument a counter approval right yeah you just no see point. like and then as soon as you see one little thing that kind of validates it you're like oh wait this yeah, and exactly. then that's like gives you all you're the- like what would it take for you to disbelieve this and they'll say something and then you give them that and they're like oh, yeah but that does yeah. yeah there's never a way there's never a way so that so i think i'm not saying he was right to punch the guy but he was definitely right to not yeah, I mean, that'd give be like, into his various weird demands because those demands would constantly keep changing. Yeah, it'd be like if you, you like host, hosted SNL or something, and then some guy was like, "You never hosted SNL." No, like, like if I don't know, right? And then like because it's a life achievement, and then there's just yeah. every day they're saying that you never did this life achievement. I'd be like, no, I. I Trust SNL was yeah. faked on a soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> Each week at eleven thirty, they fake SNL on a sound. There's no Kate McKinnon. That audience was paid. Or, I don't know. Right. There's hundreds of people in on it. They, they list them. <laughs> the SNL deniers. Uh, yeah, I know. They're called credits. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, speedy recovery, Buzz. Bu- good, good work trying yeah. to go to the South Pole at eighty six. He's a, uh, yeah. He's he looks all right. He's recovering. There's a photo of him looking happy and smiling in a hospital. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, is that his daughter? That is no. That is his manager, Christina. Man- Corp. Oh, he's got a manager. He does have a manager. I don't know what whether it's like a talent manager or like a general business manager or a wrangler. She yeah. books him in comedy clubs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sets him up with general meetings at <laughs> yeah. networks. I want to see him just do like a full headlining set of just Laffy Taffy style space jokes, just puns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or to like need another seven astronauts oh, jokes yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, stuff yeah, from fourth grade or whatever. You know, Can like it's like, like no Bud Light. Yeah. Boy, this guy is just yeah, not good at comedy. I mean, I think. <laughs> As an astronaut, great. Maybe we're giving him too much of a pass because of this whole moon landing thing. Yeah, he's a crank. He's kind of. We should have got him. Just we should have booked him to talk about space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Respect. It does seem. We should have really because that's far more his expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This comedy thing is just not for Buzz. Yeah, he he like never addresses it. Like someone wants him to do the space. Like talk about space. He's like, I don't, I don't. He's like Screech or whatever. Yeah, doesn't want to talk about Saved by the Bell. He's the Screech of astronauts. (laughs) Don't bring up space. Yeah. All right. There's more to me. All right. I have just, a white. Have you guys seen Screech? That was just a couple of years yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen Screech's stand-up? And a few more years for moon landing the new class. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have not seen Screech, no. As I always say, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the podcast before, but I walked past a club where he was performing and I saw his closer, which is him doing Matt Foley motivational speaker. No. <laughs> him doing an impression of a he Chris Farley character. an already funny yeah. bit. Like, like <laughs> would, somebody else does. Like you would do in eighth grade at Monday morning lunch, you know, like to make your friends laugh or something. He's doing that to a crowd that paid to yeah. see him do is comedy. He, is he aware that Matt Foley isn't a real person? Like it was a, not an it was another comedian <laughs> doing a thing. Like it was like that was already God. a character performed and created by <laughs> other funny people. That is a funny thing. Like sometimes you'll see impressionists do that, where they'll be like, "And I'm okay now." It's Pee Wee Herman in space or whatever, and it's just like, like uh, wouldn't that be crazy? Even... It's like, well, yeah, what because Pee Wee Kerman's a funny character? And... Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's your Ruben's creation. Yeah, you're, just sort of, the... you're just piggybacking off the goodwill of someone else's ability. Yeah, it's like, I'm Al Bundy at a, you know, whatever, and it's just like, well, yeah, that's already a funny character, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, wasn't there someone in your year of Last Comic, Matt, that whose big thing was like doing impressions of, like Gilbert Gottfried and like Bobcat Goldthwait, who are doing, like, those are Those are already creations. voices. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not to name names. Uh, you have to go do your research to find out who that person is. But uh, it was Buzz Aldrin. It was Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> it, was, it was a very weird year. It was a very specific last comic standing year. Uh, like I, again, with hindsight, 
I don't know why they spent all that money on him yeah. to just do comedy. But he made, the, he yeah. made it to the finals, to his he credit. He did make it to the it's finals, impressive. but I think, again, he was mostly trading off his name. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. He did do Dancing with the Stars one year. It, oh, yeah. Did he make it far? I forgot. I, again, I think they very much gave him a pass. Yeah. I'm, right. not, I'm no professional dance critic, as you're aware. We've discussed this many times on the show, ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more of a hobby than a professional right, level right. critique. I mean, you're a little hard on yourself with that, but okay. Yeah, I think uh, you've had some oh, really so you, good thoughts on, like, how good an arabesque is or things like yeah, that. I mean, I, I, I notice you have, like, yeah. I'm good at knowing whether someone's got good lines and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but... Um, do you actually do ballroom dancing? I don't. Oh, okay, because I... All right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I did cotillion when I was a kid. Did you? What is cotillion? What is that? Oh, man, it's like... Uh, it's 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 like you, you learn to ballroom dance. I don't know, and then but also like manners, like so like. Yeah, school, school. How do you spell this? C o t t i l l i o n, I think, or something close to that. Maybe one t. It is one t. Um, was that something your folks wanted you to do? Yeah, no, I definitely did not want to do it. Yeah, See, I, was, I, was gonna, I fought yeah. it real hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two definitions of this, oh God, like when I just googled it, are an 18th century French dance based on the contradance. Uh-huh. Or in the U.S., a formal ball, especially one at which debutantes are presented. Uh, yeah, man, I was a debutante, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was, was going to say you looked a little debutantish. I mean, it's, look, it's my, it's in my past now, uh-huh. but uh, I did start as a debutante. Nice. I was about eight, I think. And uh, are we all going to get thank you notes after this? <laughs> is that what they do? Yeah, isn't it like isn't that manners? Oh, like... uh, manners. Yeah. You know what? I I don't know, man. I I wore a suit, and then girls wore gloves. Like so, it was one well, of those like things. First and... lady gloves yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is that why long. you have a book on your head right now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I forgot I had that on for the past sixteen years. So because your posture is impeccable, but yeah. I thought <laughs> I, I thought you meant to take the book off once you've got the hang of it. Mm. Yeah, that's a lifetime commitment. I think. It's, yeah. You know what? Uh, I just forgot it was up there. It's just literally been on there for. It's. Um. I. But yeah, we would. Da- we would like. I don't know, man. I don't really remember it that much. I remember fighting my parents constantly on it. Um. But I think I was kind of like I acted up a lot, so they thought that maybe it would like I don't know do something. And then, I just uh, picture like a Saturday Night Fever sort of plot line where like it's not that you didn't want to dance, you just wanted to dance a different style. That they, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Own yeah. a crump, Footloose. mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned into like a meatballs esque type of a. <laughs> you had like a an old bitter uh, mentor that was like once a dancer and <laughs> wing and. You know, you formed your own little crew. Yeah. His yeah. methods were unconventional, but he got results. Absolutely. Teacher, I mean, you know, and, it, and he really saw in you what you had a burping contest once. At, uh, <laughs> you know what they do in meatballs? I, I, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I guess I don't really have, I, I just remembered that I did this right now. So I'm kind of, it's all coming back to me a little bit. Um, <laughs> so wait, the two definitions, the cotillion, one of them was based on the contra dance you said? One of them is, yeah. I was always bad at that, but I just used the cheat code. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, no, that was up, this down, 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 yeah. left, right, left, right, and you can just nail the entire is great. Yeah. Eighteenth. All right. Well, I'm I'm good on this topic. If you guys want to, um... <laughs> can we can we rewind like twenty minutes? And I have a segue now from our first discussion <laughs> oh, about, right. about dogs because uh, oh Tom, yeah, Tom Drummond sent in a story about how dogs have episodic memories just like humans, according to research. Huh? Has uh, your dog ever witnessed the things you wouldn't want anyone to know about? Dog owners would do well to think about this because man's best friend is paying more attention than we think. A team of researchers in Budapest has discovered that dogs have episodic-like memories just like humans. Um, This uh, study, the results were published in the journal Current Biology. 
So until now, scientists thought that only people and apes were able to remember recent events that were not directly important to them at the time. That ability is the sign of an episodic memory. Like you can't just ask an animal if it can remember what happened this morning, says Claudia Fugaza, the lead author of the study. That makes it difficult to prove whether or not an animal has an episodic memory. So the team of researchers from the MTA ELTE Comparative Ethology Research Group in the Hungarian capital developed a new method to get around this communication problem. The dogs were able to, quote, answer the question with their actions. So first, the dogs are trained to observe a person's actions and then imitate them. For example, if the owner touched an umbrella, once the dog was given the instruction, do it, it would also touch the umbrella. Other actions that were tested included approaching people or climbing on a chair. And the next step was for researchers to prove that the dog could remember what the person had done, even when they weren't expecting to have to repeat the action. So having learned the do as I do trick, the dogs were then trained to lie down every time the person did something, regardless of what the action was. And then once the dogs were used... Once the dogs were used to this second step, the researchers suddenly reverted to the do it instruction. So even though the dogs were not expecting the instruction, they were still able to repeat the action. So that shows that dogs remembered what they'd seen the people doing, which indicates an episodic like memory. So even though they didn't think they had to remember it, they still remembered it. So dogs are fucking smarter than you think. But isn't that like, didn't we already know that? Like, I mean, well, if you, like, abuse said, an animal, they obviously remember the abuse. That's directly that... related to them, though. Like, they're, this, they're saying, like, they can watch a human doing something that's not even told. Okay. The dog isn't sort of told it's important to them. They're not expecting to have to repeat it. <clears throat> but they're observing and remembering things that aren't crucial to their life. Where we had thought only humans and apes did that before. Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, obviously. Okay, so that's, that's what an episodic memory is. It's the ability to recall stuff that isn't directly affecting you. And yeah. then, uh, so, so... so Moriarty thing is sort of the ability to assign, to assign meaning to a memory after the fact. Probably so. Like, so, so like yeah. at the time, dogs will assign meaning to a to an action at the time where you go like, do this reward, do this punishment. But this is instead, hey, that thing that you saw earlier on, right. reward for that. Yeah. So they can assign the meaning to something that's happened oh. in yeah. the past. Yeah. Um, and the scientists found that as more time passed, the memory began to fade. Um, like so, yeah. Actually, the dogs were able to imitate the actions up to 24 hours later, and uh, Fugaza explains that asking dogs to do this after so much time has passed is essentially like asking them, "Can you remember what your owner did yesterday?" Which they could do, but then as more time passed, the memory began to fade, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, this this surprised researchers. Um, I mean, that's about on track for me. I feel like a day's a day's memory of what your Maybe, owner did. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> that's not even a joke. I mean, I really don't think I could remember more than. Than a, than a day ago? About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that, is I that bet you rare? you remember that cotillion thing perfectly. Like, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, but not like directly, that's oh, but that was directly affecting him. in a room okay. with the gloves. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I don't, oh, I don't remember like the uh, teachers. I don't, it could have been self-taught. I don't know who was involved in it. You remember battery pigs and neither of us do. Yeah, seriously. Oh, that was a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was directly important to you. Yeah, that was very, it was more yeah. like the last time I saw you, what kind I, of shirt was I wearing? That should be the kind of thing that... Yeah, I, ma- I made... Uh, Does Dominic have an episodic memory? I made stickers. Like, I made battery pig stickers. It was yeah. a big... Oh, is that what they were? Yeah. What? No, I just made merch. Uh, yeah, made the I one for the battery one pick. Merch. Yeah, I thought it was going to take off. So that would be the the best guest move ever. Somebody that just decided like that's a catchphrase now. I'm yeah. going to go market it. Yeah. So dogs are smart. Um, I mean, yeah. In retrospect, it sounds a little bit um, common sense and not surprising, but it's a big deal because we thought that this was something specific to uh, to humans and apes. And so, so obviously, dolphins and elephants and like the others. 
like smart animals would also. Uh, let's see. They said that this uh, the do as I do method has already been used successfully for dolphins, parrots, and killer whales. Um, that implies that kind of contradicts what I just said about the. See, see, my one worry about this article is, as far as its validity, is that this is a publication that calls them killer whales. <laughs> Whereas, like, New Scientist or the BBC would generally stick to orcas. <laughs> yeah. Also that it was written by Airbud. So yeah. that's... Wait, uh, I didn't yeah. click on... This is not a site that I've seen that's before. Gone. I didn't by click Airbud. on yeah. about yet. Oh, let me make sure I didn't just read. If that's a fake news story, it's a very <laughs> benign fake news story. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not trying to... <laughs> it doesn't, like, uh, you know... Incite violence or Incite violence or, like, uh, cater to your basest instincts or yeah, something. Yeah, if you post that on Facebook, you're not going to get like, well, f- <laughs> fuck you, you, you know? <laughs> it's not very incendiary. Uh, it's DW.com. Okay, it's a German site. I think it's legit. If it's not, I apologize, guys. I don't, yeah, it sounds r- I'm reasonable. Not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to, like, uh, rest my reputation no. on, on this being a true story. But um, if it is, it's, it's kind of cool that dogs are smart. If not, no skin off my back. <laughs> After last week, I'm taking. I, I'm just. I should be taking a week off. Yeah, we we did uh, piss off some listeners last week. Um, for that, I apologize. Oh, As I week? I tweeted or I I commented, um, the opinions of our guests aren't always those of the hosts. And uh, who was the guest? Can you say? Or? Uh, Augie Smith said some <laughs> things about addiction that weren't very popular, and I don't agree with his opinion. But I didn't like you know. Uh, okay. I didn't punch him in the face as it was happening and. Um, so yeah, sorry if anybody was offended by that. Um, and uh, thanks for sticking with us and listening to this episode, which you'd have to be to be hearing me apologize, I guess. So, hey, I think it's fine, but hey, that's just my gut feeling. Oh, gut. Hey, you know what else is a gut feeling? <laughs> Parkinson's disease potentially. Okay. Uh, scientists in California say they've transformed understanding of Parkinson's disease. I'm, by the way, you don't, you're not, uh, I found a different version of the story that I'm currently reading, which is why you're probably not able to follow along. I've just put it is in the Is it documents. at The Blaze? I hope it's theblaze.com. Yeah, yeah it's at uh, 911truth.net. Nice. Um, the Animal Experiments, this is in the BBC article, uh, published in the journal Cell, suggests that the brain disorder may be caused by bacteria living in the gut. This is, by the way, we've had a run of stories over the years we've been doing this show flora, yeah. about the increasing potential importance of gut bacteria. In uh, terms of, like, what diseases you're going to get? In terms of, yeah. In and, terms and of a, mental, th- like, a lot of brain... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Potentially, um, potentially weight can be... is could be tied into gut bacteria. Because, yeah, they said, like, sometimes fecal transplants can, like, make... Uh, People suddenly either put on or lose weight. Yeah. 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 Like, it looks like a lot more is actually going on in your digestive system than we previously knew. I don't know what I ate last night, but I have Parkinson's this morning. <laughs> I, I am just so trembly. I, is that pizza really bad or what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just had that pizza to soak up the nine just beers, the and beer. I'm really te- trembly today. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Park and Son's Pizzeria last night, and <laughs> yeah. I started to think that... Mr. Park and his <laughs> yeah. sons don't have my best interest at heart. It's a um, Korean pizza joint. He's a Korean. I was just going to say, he must be an Asian man. Pizza wouldn't be his forte. Yeah. <laughs> or fort, as some say. But uh, Do they say? The Danes. I have yeah. heard yeah. the Danes say... Yeah, the Danes say uh, fort. Fort and Hagen. Um, the, uh, <laughs> no, I've heard that it's actually pronounced fort. 
Interesting. That is not forte. Like, or, like so forte is the musical notation, meaning like to play it louder. Yeah. Right. Isn't that what that is? Mm-hmm. But but um, if you say someone's specialty, you know, is building you, pillow fortes. That can't, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> totally wrong. That can't be right. No, I have heard that. I, I, and I don't ever check things, so I don't. I've also heard. Uh, what I'm saying is, I've heard things, and I don't want to yeah. ever dispute that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've heard that, and I never looked it up. So we could find out right now. Yeah, we could, but, but we I'm could. I don't. Gonna... I don't think we should pump. Maybe, put, maybe put I was wrong when I said that's totally wrong. But that feels very wrong. Um, it may very well be. But uh, you, are you looking it up? You look it up while I, I go um, through this Parkinson's story. Do it. Uh, so the findings could eventually lead to new ways of treating the disease, such as drugs to kill gut bacteria or or probiotics. Um, experts say the results opened an exciting new avenue of studies. So in Parkinson's disease, the brain is progressively damaged, leading to patients experiencing a tremor and difficulty moving. Researchers use mice that are genetically programmed to develop Parkinson's as they produce very high levels of the protein alpha-synuclein, which is associated with damage in the brains of Parkinson's patients. But only those animals with bacteria in their stomachs developed symptoms. Sterile mice remained healthy. Like I was listening to a radio report about this. They raise... There are lab mice that you can get and you raise, You basically raise them in a bubble. And they're raised in a completely bacteria-free environment. Mm. And that's um, how Trump gets elected. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Not paying enough attention to the... Rust Belt mice. Yeah, he's got to get those little tiny "Make America Great Again" hands. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like super microscopic. <laughs> yes. I would, a <laughs> tiny mo- Trump would be pretty fucking. Yeah, <laughs> those mice are very white. I don't, <laughs> yes. you know, like I don't know, it's pretty. Uh, uh, further tests showed that trans- showed transplanting bacteria from Parkinson's patients to mice led to more symptoms than bacteria taken from healthy people. Uh, Dr. Timothy Sampson, one of the researchers at the California Institute of Technology, said this was the re- eureka moment. The mice were genetically identical. The only difference was the presence or absence of gut microbiota. Now we are quite confident that gut bacteria regulate and are even required for the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Uh, the scientists believe that the bacteria are releasing chemicals that overactivate parts of the brain listening to damage. The bacteria can break down fiber into short-chain fatty acids. It's thought that an imbalance in these chemicals trigger the immune cells in the brain to cause damage. Uh, Dr. Sarkis Mansmanian said, We have discovered for the first time a biological link between the gut microbiome and Parkinson's disease. Uh, more generally, this research reveals that a neurodegenerative disease may have its origins in the gut and not only in the brain as previously thought. The discovery that ch- changes in the microbiome may be involved in Parkinson's disease is a paradigm shift and opens entirely new possibilities for treating patients. Parkinson's is currently incurable. Uh, while the findings need to be confirmed in people, um, the researchers hope that drugs that work in the digestive system or even probiotics may become new therapies for the disease. Uh, the trillions of bacteria that live in the gut are hugely important to health, so wiping them out completely isn't an option. Uh, but Dr. Arthur Roach from the charity Parkinson's UK said, In recent years, evidence has been growing that Parkinson's may begin in the gut, but the chain of events involved has so far remained a mystery. Uh, the work opens an exciting new avenue of study on the gut-brain connection in Parkinson's. Uh, there are still many questions to answer, but we hope this will trigger more research that will ultimately revolutionize treatment options for Parkinson's. And Dr. Patrick Lewis from the University of Reading said, This study really does reinforce the idea that what goes in the, on in the stomach of people with Parkinson's could provide really important insights into what happens in disease and potentially a new area of biology to target in trying to slow down or halt the changes in the brain. 
interesting. You you look like you got a question, Dominic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not like a joke or anything. I just I I mean, I don't want Parkinson's. Um, and so I was just <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So curious. Uh, could can uh, are, are there like things that you can do to get all the bacteria out? Like, is it just a cleanse or something, or can they go in and like physically remove? Well, I think the that's, bacteria? that is yet to be discovered or worked out, but it looks like... Because I can, I can say this, I, I used to get sick last year and, um, and, and really since I was about like, well, kind of all my life, but, but really since I was 16, I, I would get specifically strep, like strep and like this throat stuff, like basically like every six weeks. Um, yeah, I, I found out recently that some people are just strep carriers like that's a thing that you can be oh really and you're mm. semi-immune to it but then you just make out with people and you constantly make the mill no like I mean I, I would consistently get yeah like, oh, you mean that person has it and it never got symptoms and yeah you can you can have person, strep and be asymptomatic but you just you don't passing remember. it out yeah and yeah. that person if they had just taken antibiotics it would go away but they don't even potentially know but they're also sometimes hard to like hard to shift oh. Yeah. Okay. So, but the thing is, I wasn't a carrier. I, I was just, just I was getting, you were getting over, sick yeah, all the time. Yeah. But it, it, it turned into a thing where it wasn't even strep. It was just like I was just having the same symptoms, really. But it wouldn't obviously read a strep. Um, but my point with this is that uh, I I think that like bacteria can get deposited in parts of your body to where even if you like take general um, antibiotics, it, it might not like specifically kill that one area where it's kind of like made a home or, or whatever. Right. Um, and so I, th- I think what happened, cause I, I recently had surgery in December for other reasons on my nose, um, to like open up the air pathways and stuff. But while they were doing that, they, uh, they also cleaned out the whole area with, I guess they're too, like, cause I had my whole, whole nose open. So they cleaned everything out and then they did a bunch of other stuff. Um, like when you get you like you send your MacBook for repair and it, they're just repairing the camera, but they just do a complete clean of the keyboard and everything as yeah. well. Exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. That's when they pitched it to me. They were <laughs> yeah. like, they use the genius bar. They're the ex genius bar employees turned doctors. So make sure your nose off your face, and they just have like one of those uh, compressed air, air, air canisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they went and cleaned everything out. Anyway, and uh, and since then, I haven't been sick for a year. So yeah, like, yeah. So, so I feel like what happened is there was like a deposit or like some type of, um, there's a better word for it, but like it was being stored up there. It's just the, bacteria in your sinuses that never left or something? Or? Yeah. And like the general, and cause like the way antibiotics work, like, you know, it, it kind of just generally goes to your whole body. It doesn't necessarily target like to, you'd, you'd have to have like some type of a shot or like something to specifically target it. And, um, yeah, it just, it, I don't oh. know. So now I'm cleaned out and I'm, I feel yeah. So ready you look back, good. Yeah. Ready yeah. to get Thanks, back on the dance floor? Yeah, just, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, I am. I but I'm just thinking like maybe there's a way to like if if you were able to like clean the gut somehow, like maybe Well there is. We talked about people actually do fecal transplants, which is just what it sounds like. Like they put someone else's oh, oh. <laughs> All right. someone shits up your butt. I mean, like not directly, there's a middleman, but uh and what a job to have. Um, but yeah, it actually can it can improve why, things. There's got to really because that's like bad thing. Like, why wouldn't they just put like good bacteria and like from like m- like milk? Well, they, they, or something? I mean, I think there's they a, would do it from somebody who uh, exhibit doesn't exhibit the symptoms of whatever you have. Somebody who they think has someone whose shit don't stink. Uh, sort of okay. medically speaking, right. that like, is a business with like no overhead though. It's like <laughs> you, you need literally nothing to start that company. Gloves, you know I mean? gloves, pair of gloves. Yeah. 
Go on down Patience. to Ralph's, get a pair of gloves, and Parkinson's pizza. Parkinson's Park. pizza, and you know, I mean, probably have to, probably can't get off of space right away. It's, doing uh, that outside of a yeah. gas station or something. Potentially can treat a recurrent C. difficile colitis. So it's a it's a possible colitis treatment. Wow. And oh. this is this is on the Hopkins Medical website, which. Hopkins is it's legit. Gary, Gary Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gary Hopkins. Lives up the street. Uh, he's doing Scoot those fecal God. transplants. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's John's cousin, I think. That's yeah. what he says, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Dale Carnegie thing. I didn't know he wasn't even related to the... Oh, wait, Andrew. Which one wrote the book? The Dale, Dale Carnegie wrote just, the book. I think that's just like a name he chose because the Carnegies were respected. He's not related to the uh, Carnegies. Oh, really? So he's not really a, a Carnegie? No, no. He's right. not even a Carnegie. He's not even... Not only is he not a Carnegie, he's not even named Carnegie. Like, right. You know what I mean? He's, not he's even, a Carney. He has a he's carnival. He's probably yeah. Dale Carney. Right. <laughs> um, what was I Let say me throw this that? out there to your... Because I feel like uh, your audience is very intelligent, right? They're sure. Very, you got... We, they love hearing that. I, uh, <laughs> if nothing I, else. Uh, they're both inte- they're <laughs> as intelligent as they are easily flattered. <laughs> um, man, okay, so I did have that surgery, but uh, one of the reasons I did is because I, I always, um, this is disgusting, but I always have like drainage. Like I clear my throat. You've, I've, you've probably heard it in this episode like three times already. I'm like, even on stage sometimes I have to like clear my throat and uh, I can't get just like, I, it seems like I'm allergic. Like, it seems like that's like a thing that's happening, but mm. all the allergy tests come up negative. Um, oh. Like they say, I don't have any allergies. Um, I've tried going without dairy for a while and that kind of didn't, I also didn't really commit super hard to it, but uh, basically did nothing. And like, I don't notice any peaks when it's like, if I have like a bunch of gluten, like if I have like a pizza, I'm not like, it's not more. So I don't know. I don't know what to do, so but, just get the Parkinson's, me. but I've like lost dates over it. Cause it's like, this is, this is weird. Really? Like, why are you doing? Yeah. They said that to you. This is weird. I don't want to yeah. I mean, it's not cool to like be like, Hey, what's so, um, what do you like to do? <clears throat> you know, like it's a turn. It's a, yeah. and if I do, th- I- oh, sorry. Oh, well, just the last thing is like, if I do 30 minutes on, at least on stage, I'm going to clear my throat on stage. It's just like annoying as shit. And I, that's part of the reason I had surgery. Cause I didn't want to have to do that anymore. And now I still have it. And, uh, have you tried, and this, this comes with its own problems also, but have you just tried Prilosec or Omeprazole, like one of those, um, as acid inhibitors? Because it might be um, no. acid reflux. It might be. I had that okay. same thing for a long time, and now I still take this every day. And then, like studies say, that's probably bad. So I'm probably gonna get cancer from it. But for like the last five years, I've taken that every day. Because I used to like, yeah, I would always huh. be clear my throat because just like the acid. And as I sleep, like acid would burn my esophagus. And like in college, I'd wake up and I had I have no voice for the first four hours of the day because the acid would have burned my throat so much. Probably had to do with like 3 a.m. calzones. Like I'm sure uh, lifestyle things could have been changed. But sure. like once I started taking that. But, yeah. but it You're is. You're not going to not have a 3 a.m. calzone. Yeah. Maui Wowie from uh, <laughs> whatever the name of the Ithaca. Pizza. Okay, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's it's like basically 50 cents a pill. So 50 cents a day. And uh, I'm not constantly clearing my throat and having a sore throat. So yeah. But yeah, again, I, I could also eat better and not drink and stuff. But eh, nah, right, nah. yeah, <laughs> man, you got to do what you got to do. Yes. So, um, I wanted to throw back to the topic we came, we were talking about before Parkinson's. I didn't hear much of the story because I was engrossed in this Fort Forte thing, according to DailyWritingTips.com. 
the mispronunciation has become so widespread that it's on its way to establishing itself as an acceptable variation. The error has arisen from the fact that there are two fortes in English, each with a different mm. pronunciation. So was I totally wrong in saying he's... Kind of, yeah. Wow. So forte... Happy to be wrong. Adverb meaning strong or loud, that comes from... It comes into English from Italian and is used chiefly in a musical context. And then fort is a noun meaning strong point or strength. That word comes into English from French. Interesting. So, fort, you were right. Yeah. I think it's... Oh, in, shit. All right. I mean, honestly, it's just like... Yeah, forte is more fun to say. It is. And if you want the Sounds word to fancier. stick, you got to make it fun. So yeah, I've I think most of the English language should be predicated on how fun the words are. To say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Cotillion, like, dude. Amazing see now, Cotillion is a great word. word. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just learned from a Silicon Valley episode last season that I googled afterwards. Like, is that true that uh, flaccid is supposed to be flaccid? I've heard that. Yeah, everyone just thinks it looks kind of like the word placid. So they assume it's but flaccid is the right way oh, to say that. Right. I'm constantly flaccid. It's not yeah. a word I've ever needed. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, well, you're hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Matt loves science. science. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like, uh, if it's more than four hours, consult your doctor. But once it's, like, hit the 30-year mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just, I mean, it's uh, well, I just right. what are you gonna always have a relation. Yeah, absolutely. If it ain't broke. Have you lost dates over that? Uh, it's not like the throat clear. <laughs> hey, uh, if it's a, if it's a losing date thing, then they weren't there to be had in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a wrong one. Honestly, if you lose someone over clearing your throat, like that's that's on them, I th- right? I- oh man, you'd be surprised at the things <laughs> I've lost people over. Hey, you know what would be a nice thing to take to a date? Uh, some Muscovium. Oh, that ten- like a Tennessee. What's that? Or Nihonium. Or all fun words to say. Oganison. Mm. Uh, these are uh, my children. To li- Those are my children, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to listener Madison Martinez for sending this in. Four new elements. Yeah. There are four new elements. Hmm. We discussed the fact that they were on the verge of being named and approved of, but they they have the relative um, uh, atomic masses of 113, 115. Uh, 117 and 118. Hence the ununtrium, ununpentium, ununceptium, and ununoctium? Yep, that's what they were previously... The, like, when they're first... The sort of placeholder name is just the Latin name for what they are, the, the numbers. Number, right, right. Uh, and then once... I don't know what the criteria are for... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria are for, like, going, all right, this is now an element that we've confirm the existence of enough that we give it a name i thought it had to do with how long they could stably keep it in existence right because we know we could just keep adding more protons and call those new elements theoretically yeah like you could theoretically have an atom with an atomic mass of 400 but you can't but yeah like it's not gonna it's gonna be be found it's gonna be far too unstable um but they are named after uh three of them were named after the places they were discovered that's uh Nihonium is named is comes from Nihon, which is a Japanese word for Japan, um, and then Muscovium after Moscow and Tennessee after Tennessee, uh. and then do you want to take a guess at what Oganeson was named after? Oganeson. Oh yeah, O G A N E S O N. Orca. No, it's actually the physicist Yuri Oganesian. So you were close. Oh yeah, I was just going to say from Oregon. Uh. I look. 
Uh, he's an 83-year-old Russian nuclear physicist of Armenian descent, and he and his team discovered the heaviest elements in the periodic table. So, I guess if you discover the thing... Uh, which ones did he discover? He discovered uh, Fluorovium, uh, which was named after the Fluorov Laboratory, which is where he works, and now he's uh, Oganesian. Oh, Oganesians, rather. So they're just still finding elements? Well, it's not finding. Uh, according to an NPR article about this, um, they summarize the process. Uh, step one, smash together atoms of two elements. Step two, hope their nuclei fuse. Step three, if they do, you have a new element. Congratulations. So, like, with elements... Making things? Yeah, with elements 114 and 116, in particular, the end product is tiny and exists for less than a second before it decays away. So it's not like you have some chunk of metal to show off, but uh, you get pages and pages of computer data from advanced sensors to look at. Um, By the way, uh, this is only the second time ever that an element has been named after a scientist while that scientist is still alive. Is that this... um, Are you you asking us to guess what the... No, you're not going to get it. Oh, I I doubt. I'd be a mate. Gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's named after Judy, right? Yeah, Yeah, Judy Gold found it. Uh, I was not previously aware of the American nuclear chemist Glenn T. Seaborg. Oh, okay. But atomic uh, number... At atomic number 106 in the periodic table is Seaborgium. Okay. What if it was like douchebaggy? I'm like, hey guys, come on. Like, I'm still alive. So are kids going to have to know these or no? These are just like non-essential well, elements? Well, I, I guess... Like, will it be part of the periodic table? These, I mean? they won't, the thing is you'd have to keep making the periodic table wider. That's why they put the thing below it. They were, technically, those lines below should go in the middle. Like It should get s- split open and made longer and longer. So... There's yeah. still like the one that you're kind of used to never really changes because they don't cut it and widen it. They just put more things. Well, on, hang on a second. No, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not sure you're right? right there because no, okay, no, sorry. the gap in the middle is the D block. No, because the the um like organisian or um organison is gonna be that's a noble gas that's in the same group as helium, neon, argon, krypton. Oh, okay. Uh, then Nihonium is in the same group as Boron. Uh, Moscovium is in the same group as uh, Nitrogen. And Tennessean is in the same group as Fluorine, Chlorine. I'm completely wrong. I'm um, sorry. But, uh, I guess I was just thinking about the... Um, I think... Like, this is how it should look, though. Like, we usually put that, that two row down below and don't keep it this wide. But those new ones are... Listeners can't see what I'm looking at. Um, yeah. I think what does happen is... I think someone has to raise funds every so often to bring Tom Lehrer out of retirement to slightly rewrite the song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. And then they got to make the posters wider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. My chemistry teacher gave us his phone number. That's a pretty cool. <laughs> Recently? Um, <when laughs> we in exchange, in, he got a lot of porn. And yeah. when we were in school, yeah, he, he would make us call him. And, <laughs> and it, yeah like he was like I, I don't know if he was like a kind of like a uh 
like a Robin Williams type like, like love a dead the poet society yeah orbit was just weird head. now yeah. i kind of think it's kind of weird now but <laughs> yeah. at the time well, around what hours did he tell you to call yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know i wonder if i still have that yeah. in my phone what uh now oh, you know it's interesting he wanted you to call him what did he want you to say <laughs> if Anything you can get your chemistry teacher on the phone right now it's it's gonna I be will. in dallas so it's like 11 is that, it's on friday that's all right dude right? Call dial, dial that number dial that number okay really i don't know if he's if yeah, he still yeah, has it, this is a long time ago. He gave you the number. He wants you to call. <laughs> okay. Worst case is he's <laughs> mad. That I have it. <laughs> I have it. Okay. Can we just ask him the process of getting a new... Well, what's the question we have for him? We want to have a reason for we, him. Well, I haven't seen him in 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Sorry. What do you want? I don't know. What should I do? No. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's figure out what we want to ask him before we call him. Yeah. Let's what get a good think? question for him. Yeah, ask him if uh, his refrigerator is running. No, <laughs> you scamp. Do we want to ask him how, how new elements get discovered? See if he can clarify. Well, that'd be fun because then, yeah. I think that's a good question. I think it's very valid. Okay. See, I mean, there's no way he answers, right? It's, it's almost midnight it's on a Friday. It's totally possible. During he the he it's gave you his number 10 years ago. <laughs> the man gave you his number 10 years ago. He wants okay. you to call him okay. now. <laughs> Clearly, he meant at 11 yeah. on a Friday, 10 years from now. <laughs> when you're squarely in your 20s, I want you to call me <laughs> very late. <laughs> and uh, pre- preferably doing a podcast. I can hear it on, on Dom's, too. It's fine. I mean, it might not even be the same number. That's a good point. Ten years. Hello, you reached the offices of the Chemistry Helpline. Our hours are 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Chemistry Helpline. Currently, all our representatives are... 10 p.m. He gave you a fake number, just like a chick. Thank you, and have a nice day. Chemistry Helpline. Did it beep? No, I don't think it even lets you leave a message, does it? Please enter your party's mailbox number now. doesn't want to help you. Ah, well, should should we give out the number? (laughs) In case chemistry emergencies, (laughs) like it's a helpline. I think it just beeped, right? Go for it. Say something. Hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Abronowitz, this is uh, Nick Harris. I go by Dominic now. It's kind of a whole thing. But uh, (laughs) I'm on a podcast right now called Probably Science. And uh, it's uh, pretty pretty good. The listeners are all very uh, intelligent. And... um, (laughs) Anyway, we just wanted to ask you a question, Andy. About how new elements get discovered. How elements, how new elements get discovered, but you're probably not going to get this in time, but there's kind of a lot of listeners, so this could be big for you. So uh, give me a call back for... Oh, wait, I can't say my number. We can bleep it out. Uh, okay. F- uh, I'd love to have you on. All right, bye. Thanks. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that uh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> he might be listening. He I might mean, be a listener. What if he know. is a listener? Yeah. Oh my god! He's a science teacher. He might be listening to probably science. What if his full time job but now is manning this I, chemistry helpline? No, 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 no. It's, it's a joke. Like he does that as a joke. Like it's not a chem- fake chemistry helpline. That's literally his home number. That's oh, his voicemail. That is absolutely. Like... It was ten years ago. That was the same voicemail. It was <laughs> That's not. Awesome. It's like That's he's like awesome. this is the chemistry helpline. Yeah, yeah, you give him it. You give him his. He gives you his number, and then if you have problems with the homework, you call him. And he literally will, through, at night, work you through it and like tutor you. Wow. So, yeah, he's actually a good teacher. That's a cool he's teacher. Him and a very good teacher. there's a few other. I went to a really good school for like a year and a half, then had a big breakdown and left. But uh, You had a breakdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a great school. Like, it was a really good school. I just uh, kind of fell apart and had to go to public school. But What? What? What, what can happened? We, can we unpack if you don't mind this? Or is oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, kind of a lot of things. I was just like really pressuring myself and I had like a it was like a girl problem combined with like 
I was just uh, really f- overachieved, like really trying to. Um, I, I, the class rank and all that stuff was like a big deal to me, which it doesn't sound like I would ever be be that guy that was into that. But uh, it was really, really competitive, and uh, yeah, I, and then basketball too. I was trying to to play in college. So I, I literally am not kidding. I had the exact same thing happen to me. I, I'm really? really not kidding. I I went to an all boys school for yeah. I went to Catholic school uh, two and a half years, and and I had this weird thing in my head where I wanted like the and the first day I wanted to be the class valedictorian, no. and I I was just like this super perfectionist like mm-hmm. real obsessive person, and then like the third week I got like a B on something. And then I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> and so then I stopped doing work altogether and yeah. I got kicked out for not having because I would just get D's and F's. Yeah, like, I, it was geez. like I just was like, oh, well, then fuck it. I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah no, I, I was. I was the valedictorian. And Were you? I, yeah. yeah. And I was class president and I was uh, uh, captain of the basketball team. And uh, so I had all that, and then it was my and first time. And this girl's time. dumping you over a clearing of a throat? <laughs> Come on. What it, the? it was like. It, I don't know. It was like two girls back to back that were like both kind of messed me up, and then combined with all the other pressure and stuff, and then like someone in my family died. Like a lot, a lot of stuff happened at once, and then uh, I think that basically, and I'm also like a psychopath, so like my <laughs> that could have been my own brain. Like I kind of, I think my immune system was so low, I just picked up all these viruses like just random things that people like the doctors like no one gets this anymore like this is stuff from right. like the 40s or some weird Legionnaires well, disease well you're on a podcast <laughs> that's co-hosted by someone who in his 30s this year got whooping cough yeah. <laughs> um yeah well I, I yeah i got like epstein bar and then which is a more popular but uh and a bunch of other things so i was basically like more or less in bed for six months and so I had I had to drop out, and then I wow. eventually went back to public school. So you you came back and then valedictorianized yourself at the public school? That's no, man, because their school is so much easier. Like our like if you had like a low A at at my prep school, that was like top of the class. Like whereas the other everybody gets hundreds on everything in public school. So it's like so when you tra- when they transferred my GPA over, like I, I finished fifth. It was oh, okay. out of like 600 or so. It wasn't like it was Oh, so like, you were like on track to be at the private school or did they have it every yeah, year? Well, gen- the- uh, well, my rank was one. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I didn't like graduate as one because I didn't graduate there. Right. But um, but yeah, but once they transferred the GPA over, like it's just like these other kids had like way easier classes. So they were getting better <laughs> yeah, grades. Yeah, that's, know? I can't imagine having a fucking rank. Like everyone knows their number every day when they go to school. Yeah, that's, it's really good. Con- yeah, I would get, that's all I would think about. Every like, week they, they would check or every, every, report card you'd they, check and they did that for us thing. too we had Jesus. when you graduated they would tell you your number out of the number in the class right so yeah. like there's 298 yeah. kids in my graduating class and i graduated 297 <laughs> oh Damn. this is another one of the kids the oh kid. wait it's bad you're saying not good oh, i'm sorry <laughs> there's one kid after that's me right, it was right. like you're probably a friend of mine <laughs> the kid who actually ended up in my public school getting valedictorian was on silicon valley really well, who actor. was he uh, I mean, he was like a, a just a one day thing, but he was uh, one of the companies. He's an Indian kid. Yeah. No, he was like, uh, I, I think, I think that maybe I'm projecting because they're both brown, but I think he did a thing with Kumail, but okay. mm. maybe not. But <laughs> anyway, so he has more TV credits than me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. And he outranks Dan. Hey, you know what, what can cheer you up when you're not making it as valedictorian? A, a curiosity box? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should say our sponsor's name louder. A curiosity box from Vsauce? That is exactly the <laughs> kind of curiosity <laughs> box that I think we yes. would most enjoy. Yes, indeed. Uh, if if you enjoy 
all manner of nerdy things um, from like gadgets and books and clothing and even a free beanie. If mm-hmm. you sign up using our link, uh, then you might want to sign up to Curiosity Box where every quarter you get a box of curiosities delivered right to your very door. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's put together by Vsauce, which is a great YouTube uh, channel or kind of like a series of channels. Have you guys seen any Vsauce videos? I know those guys. Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. and Kevin and Jake. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the videos are incredible, and um, they're really sharp guys who, who curate this thing, so they pick out the, the coolest uh, gadgets and gizmos. And the way I describe it uh, is that I, I always loved going to hands-on museums as a kid. And it's the kind of stuff you'd find at those kind of places. You know, if you were if you were like a nerdy kid who loved um, yeah. magnetic things. and It's uh, like it, the stuff in the gift shop on the way out that your parents don't let you buy. Right, right. <laughs> like a step up quality-wise from just like executive desk toy, but still in that same vein of like, oh, this is cool, and I wouldn't have found this on my own. Yeah, and this is a book that I've wanted to read for a while. Right, this right. is Yeah. This is a, and and uh, they have shirts that are, that Vsauce picks out. They aren't just Vsauce t-shirts, but they are... Um, different every time like the one we got this time is sort of like a it's like an iron giant ish thing uh it's got some cool robots on it um yeah but every every quarter it's a different mystery box and uh it always includes 85 dollars worth of value for only around 45 dollars plus shipping and handling and proceeds go to benefit um alzheimer's research so you're also doing a good thing by buying this for yourself or for a loved one it's a good gift for your geeky friends around the holidays loved ones stuff like that so go to curiositybox.com slash probably science to order yours again curiositybox.com slash probably science uh we also got some donors to thank oh yeah we did we should probably do that because if you go to probably science.com as well there's the donation button we've had some monthly donations coming in uh from uh, Thomas Hatfield, thank you very much. Matthew Arnold, Drew Chapman, Pandora Young, Keith Staddenfield, Stephen Edmonds, uh, Leanne Mazia, Peter Lipsy, Rebecca Lipsy. Thorne. He wanted us to get it. Sorry. <laughs> please. No, no, please correct me. Lipsy. Say that again? Lip- Lipsy. He emailed in to say Oh, yeah. I missed the email. I, my apologies, Peter Lipsy. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and also, I'm sorry to, to have been like falsely crediting Peter Lipsy, who's given us jack shit <laughs> all these years. Uh, Rebecca Thornhill, Emma Wilton, Murphy Shane. And also, was this a one-off donation from yeah. David Brown? It was very generous of you. Thank you very much, David. That was very nice of you. Yeah, you guys can go to probablyscience.com to donate. You can also find our Amazon link, which is especially useful with holiday shopping. Click on that before you do your shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and it kicks us back a surprising amount of money that helps the show a lot. So it don't It very forget. much does. Set that as your Amazon bookmark, and you'll never have to do a thing again, but click on it. So, yeah. Thank you very much, all of those people. Do we have time for one more story before we close this thing out? I do. Do you guys? I do. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a preferred story, Andy? Hmm. Um, there was one <clears throat> we didn't get to last week that I liked. We don't want to do the EM drive, but suffice to say, there's been more evidence that possible the impossible that possibly the impossible em drive is real but the jury's still out so we're hoping that- yeah i don't i think i think i'm done for stories in the em drive until there's something solid i don't know what that is okay this is like something that may there's a there's basically a new type of propulsion that seems to defy what we know as the laws of physics and certainly past guest of the show uh, dr sean carroll uh, when we asked him about it he's like it's bullshit Mm. Uh, but other people are like, no, it's, it seems to be working. We don't know how. So basically, like the action equal opposite reaction, uh, the the Newtonian <clears throat> law we know says that if you want to push something, it also pushes you. If you throw a ball, 
it gets thrown, you get thrown. Like so, just basically two things that both have mass have to have been pushed away from each other to have to generate any thrust. You have to push something that has mass out behind you in okay. a spacecraft. So this drive theoretically generates thrust without actually pushing anything with any mass out the back. So you wouldn't actually need to carry fuel that has any mass. It's just like microwaves, I guess. So that just defies one of the most fundamental things we know about physics. But if it's true, then it's doing some weird, it's creating some like vacuum in space time in front of it or something. Like there's, it'd be amazing if, if it is true, then we could go way farther than we ever thought we could through space because uh, it's a tiny amount of acceleration, but all you need is acceleration to just be constant. And then eventually your velocity will be crazy fast. Uh, but it's just unlikely. Hey, do we want to do uh, uncombable hair or platypus um, venom? I feel like platypus venom touches on so many, probably science. Yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. Although I, 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 Australian. I will very quickly go, I didn't realize that uncombable hair syndrome is a thing. That's also fun. It is also fun. I will quickly go, just because it turns out there is a genetic cause for this thing. Here's a picture of a kid with uncombable hair syndrome. Uh, <laughs> And also, below it is an illustration of uh, the 1845 German children's book character, Shock-Headed Peter, or, <laughs> or Struvel Peter, later translated by Mark Twain to Slovenly, Slovenly Peter. Uh, so yeah, that's apparently genetic cause to that character um, now being discovered, uh, which I didn't realize is a thing. So it's it's... Uh, the hairs of kids with UHS, which is uncombable hair syndrome, often have triangular or heart-shaped cross-sections. Oh. The team engineered mice to have the same mutations, resulting in rodents with wavy fur and crinkled whiskers. Are there pictures? There are not pictures of those uh, mice. I'm sorry. pictures. Uh, although, hang on, there is a link to the abstract to, uh, the, of the paper, but probably not the full paper. So a kid with a condition got made a character in a book. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, it's like he was slovenly child <laughs> with that uncomfortable hair. Let's yeah. make him a book character, it's slovenly Peter, yeah. shark-looking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> There's a look at this. Always needs insulin, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's low birth weight, Dave. <laughs> Here he comes <laughs> with his yellowed skin. Yeah, with his yellowed skin. You know, breakable bones. <laughs> you know who might be able to help uh, insulin-dependent David? Was it David? Uh, Simon, I think. Simon, I remember, okay. But... Um, platypus venom might be able to help treat him, according to Adelaide researchers. Mm. So it might. What a great link. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a longer-lasting form of a hormone found in platypus venom could pave the way for new treatments for type 2 diabetes in humans, according to researchers at University of Adelaide. The team found both the platypus and echidna produce a long-lasting form of the hormone glucagon, glucagon-like peptide 1, GLP-1. That's normally secreted in the gut of both humans and animals, stimulating the release of insulin to lower blood glucose levels. But uh, GLP-1 typically de- degrades within minutes. Lead researcher Frank Grutzner said his team was surprised to find the hormone was produced not only in the platypus's gut, but also in its venom. They found that uh, this GLP-1 is degraded in monotremes, which are platypus, of which, like mono, uh, platypus echidna, um, by a completely different mechanism. Further analysis of the genetics of monotremes reveals that there seems to be a kind of molecular warfare going on between the function of GLP-1, which is produced in the gut, but also surprisingly in their venom. 
And they have spurs on their hind limbs for delivering venom to their competitors during mating season. And um, uh, the different functions of GLP-1 and the platypus. In the gut, it regulates blood glucose, and in the venom, it fends off other males. Um, and those things have, have seen the hormone evolve. So the function in venom is, has most likely triggered the evolution of a stable form of GLP-1 in these monotremes. By the way, uh, the hair story was sent in by listener Jeff Ryok. And the platypus thing was set in by Nick uh, Nick Kultz, who is Australian, and said had no idea that platypus are venomous. Yeah, but, that's, well, that's yeah. My, yeah was, but I think it's a fair I, guess, because they live in Australia, and everything in Australia is venomous. You, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't trust them anymore. Uh, they, the they're platypus, not as, it's kind of like when you find platypi. out every koala has, what's the... Herpes? Uh, chlamydia. Gonorrhea? Chlamydia. 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 Yeah. They do? Yeah, qu- not not much. all of them, but it's definitely prevalent in the koala community. Yeah, oh, dude, you don't want to be raw dogging a koala. <laughs> and I have fucked so many koalas. <laughs> well, as long as you were you, you didn't use protection, did you? Didn't, Look at this. Right. I'm in the outback. Yeah. When's the next time yeah. I'm going to be in the outback? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like I'm going to shut down one Planned Parenthood, and yeah. they all yeah. just get it. I don't have any baby koalas. That so what I is? Know where of. does the what is the platypus? Does it keep it in the teeth, and then when it bites, it no, has it's venom? The no, it has these spurs on its like, hind limbs that uh, deliver venom. Okay, so it sort of kicks you, back kicks you. Oh shit! It's such a harmless looking thing too. Right? That's what's so it's like silly looking. you know because it's just all goofy looking, but then it just kicks you. Is it silly just, or is the name silly? It's, it's maybe got a duck. Looking. Maybe it's like a duck bill. Like it's yeah, pretty. yeah. It's got that duck bill, and it's like all like waddles, right? Did you guys ever see the ads for the wildlife treasury trading cards in the yeah. 80s? No. It's got feet like a duck, but it's furry. Yeah, 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 exactly. all my wildlife treasury. Yeah. So platypus venom. Let's see. I'm looking up where this spur is. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking scary looking spur, right? In the, like the heel of its paw or whatever you want to call. Ah, oh, God. It's, it's like a venom delivering spur in a platypus. Right here? I presume that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it yeah. does have this stable version of this hormone that'll help you... Uh, keep your insulin in check so or no keep your what's the point of it producing insulin i think you're thinking about insulin deprived dave oh yeah or whatever yeah i think that that's slovenly was like the original garbage pail kid Uh, pretty much (laughs) i man i you look man guys i've spent you know my whole life honestly thinking that platypuses were just cute animals and now i it's kind of turned upside down a little bit and and i uh i don't feel good tonight they're anymore. vicious they're murderers to, really yeah i mean they that's a it's a bit cruel trick that they have they get that cute ass bill and then they're gonna suddenly have these spurs that just surprise you that's how they get you they should, you should add x to their name to know that it's because platypus is a very silly name but if you say platypus x you'd be like oh shit <laughs> This guy but then do people think spurs. Malcolm X, and then they think it's like a different He's a civil thing. rights you know, platypus. Yeah, it's like a civil rights platypus. Yeah. And, not like a, and then it gets yeah. confusing because it's like, well, what's the poison have to do with it? it doesn't have, really have anything, you know? Like it's just a, but it's, well, it's a good thought. Have you ever I like checked you're Malcolm X's hind feet? Exa- well, yes, Malcolm yeah. X didn't he have the spurs too? He and might he have. Would, some I don't spurs. know. I don't, I don't know history Bone very spurs. well. <laughs> that's a, that's for probably history now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like I like where you're headed. We have to rethink the platypus name, I think, because it's it's uh, Doctor Platypus. Doctor Platypus. Platypus. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's definitely super villainy. Yeah. Platypus. All of our Doctor Wouldn't that be a great like a James Bond? Like the next is just he meets Doctor Platypus, and it's just, wait, you guys. The, the more one. we talk about it, the more I think there has to be a platypus-related comic book character. One second, 
right? I mean, what are the chances that what's which of you believe uh, that there is? Which don't I'm gonna Google it, but uh, uh, I believe that there must. You think have been there probably it was Richard yeah. Jenny, wasn't he? Platypus Man, right? Comedian. Well, that was just his. Uh, he right. was venomous, Richard Jenny, the comedian. Um, I don't. I'm gonna go with that. There is not one because I feel like it's important to have people go competing in answers. Right. Hang on. Mm. There, there is a Dr. Platypus. Wow. <gasps> Wait a second. What is this? Is it an honorary doctorate, though? It no, has something to, to do school. with Mr. Rogers. Dr. William Duck... Dr. William... Duckbill Bagpipe Platypus the Fourth and his wife Elsie Jean arrived in the neighborhood of Make Believe following Doctor Frog and Mrs. Frog's move to Westwood. Okay. In the world of Mr. Rogers. Wait, wait, Mr. Think- Rogers lived in Westwood? <laughs> like UCLA area? Yeah, yeah he's just macking on like-, like I mean that's where this it was based. I think so I think it looks like uh Doctor Platypus was part of the extended Mr. Rogers universe. And and there's a Bill Platypus who's part of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. So there's that too. Uh, wow. Alright, I guess it counts. Uh that's an odd note to leave things on. Yeah, right? <laughs> we, I feel have, like we have to uh do something else. No. Uh we can talk about swim meets. <laughs> and it's ha- too late now. I plugged it. How last was week, how right? was your swimming? It was fun. It was fun. I realized the guy that I was saying I saw today at the meet, he's your fastest swimmer ever. He's the he still holds the hundred and two hundred freestyle British records. Huh. He was at the meet. Simon Burnett was there. Yeah, it was really fun. Like, it's, uh, I think I think that's the fastest hundred freestyle I've ever seen in my life in person. Was his today? Are you on a you're on a swim team? Yeah, it's a masters team that's sponsored by Golden Road Brewing. Um, yeah, it's a uh, masters is this thing where you compete with people in your five year age window. So people in their nineties do it, and uh, also younger people. But usually, if you're young and super fast, you'll still do U.S. swimming, just like the not age specific fastest person. So, so which category was he swimming in? He was doing masters. He was doing age group swimming. I mean, like, he, or he was, it was at, it was a masters. It was the regional so was championships. He in the, w- w- like we so he's only compete- competing against his his thirty to thirty four age group. Okay, but in the same, but everyone is in the pool together. Just by you're seated by times, but then afterwards you're ranked by your age. So I finished second in my age, but like seventh overall because there were all these former Olympians and stuff. So that's still good. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. But it's uh, oh yeah, I saw your pictures. Yeah, yeah, you great abs. Yeah, oh. thank you. Well, I just shaved, so I had to had to get nice. one one insta pic of that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little silly, but it's like fun to have an excuse to to train and get to be with people that are way. But I, I, that's what I love about LA is you can like if you can put your ego aside, you can like be in the big leagues of so many different things where you're the shittiest person of <laughs> that, but you're in the company of great people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a big enough city that there you can find the best. Like, if you wanted to start doing like MMA fighting, I'm sure you could go to the same gym as like some legendary MMA fighter or something, and you wouldn't be as good, but you could be getting better because I think you're... I'd be as good. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it a bit, and I think I got the grip. I've got the, yeah. like the basics. Well, I know you got the uh, you got that. Uh, um, 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 what kind of dance was it? God damn it! Yeah, cotillion. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ballroom dance. <clears throat> Hey, Dominic and Brian, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? You've got an album coming out, right, Don? I do have, an, I do have a, a mixtape coming out, is what I'm calling it. Okay. It's a mixtape because the quality, I don't want people, I want people to be like, oh, yeah, well, it's shitty because it's a mixtape. So it's basically just uh, uh, like, I don't know how long, I literally tonight I'm going to edit it. So it's going to be a compilation of a lot of the sketches that I've done online. 
and things I haven't posted and then maybe like 30 or 40 minutes of stand-up probably maybe less I don't know uh, maybe like tw- 20 to 40 of just clips um, awesome from I mean it, it basically like I'm on the road in Texas throughout December and uh, and I was like, yeah, speaking of, if any of the listeners are in Texas, I can get them tickets. We have Texan listeners. Okay, yeah. If they want to go and they're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'll I'll get them tickets um, if it's up by then. All right, yeah. um, How do we... Oh, domcomedy.com and at domcomedy and all that stuff is across. Do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to put it online right now, uh, the mixtape, but... uh, God, I hate, I sound so bad saying that, but I, an album <laughs> or a special, it's like not that. What so. is it? Right. Yeah. It's, it's sketches, it's, it's, yeah. it's stand up, and then it's the first hour of Hitch, the movie Hitch. I'm just going to put that, <laughs> just the first hour That's of it. That's the best part of the of, movie, I think. I can't, I can't fit all of it on there, I don't think, but uh, I think fair use is the first hour. So, <laughs> so, but if anybody wants to buy it, maybe tweet me. Maybe, maybe I can work that. I don't know. Whatever. It's right, so a Dom comedy, is the whole. Dominic Harris, thank you guys. Uh, you know, I don't have a. a it, I'm going to start doing stand up again. I haven't done that in about uh, seven years. But I did stand up for a long time, so uh, I don't know where it'll be. <laughs> so I'm I'm promoting something I'm not really doing right now. Um, hey, uh, we and you're on Twitter at like at Brian Olson. Yeah, at Olson uh, two underscores. Just so it's like at Olson O L S O L S E N, yeah, and then two underscores. Uh, we are at probably science, and then individually at Matt Kirshen and at Andy T Wood, and um, listener Tom Drummond. Let us know. I didn't even realize this. So, um, how to build everything or anything? Is that I can't remember. They Our keep show? The title. Everything. Yeah. yeah, how to build everything. <laughs> he, the show he, we wrote for. And he said he says anything in the title, which oh, okay, is why okay. that threw me for a second. I was like, am I about to say the name wrong? Um, the show we wrote on that we've talked about that you can watch in America, um, I didn't realize that it's also broadcasting in the UK on the Discovery Channel, which, if you're a Sky subscriber, is, according to Tom, it's Sky Channel 520 for HD or Sky Channel 561 for standard definition. Um, Andy and I are both on it, so I would recommend 561. Uh, you don't need that much detail. You don't want to. You don't need that many pixels of us. Yeah. But um. But yeah, you can check that out. I didn't realize we we're on there. So have a little look at that. And also, one uh, an episode of Comedy Knockout that I was on broadcast last night. I didn't realize it was coming out until I didn't have time to oh, notify yeah. you. I but saw you can, the clip on Facebook. I should have posted that for our yeah, page. You can. Uh. I think you can still watch that on Catch Up or like various instant downloady things. So. Or at least you can go to facebook.com slash probably science and we will put up that like clip. Like a two and a half minute clip yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. It was great. Thank you. Um, and look out for uh, the Michael Stevens, um, I don't know if we've said the title publicly yet, but a, a Michael Stevens show on YouTube Red that I wrote for is coming out this month later. That's oh, nice. Michael, that's the Vsauce. Oh, Vsauce, right. Yeah. V- so uh, just d- keep an eye out for that. Isn't Vsauce, are they the people behind the Curiosity Box? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. The Curiosity Box by Vsauce. I knew I'd heard of that before. That's the thing where you can go to uh, curiositybox.com slash probably science. Oh, yeah, that is. And sign up and also get a free beanie and... Uh-huh. Yeah, and get a box full of geeky wonderment. Huh. What a weird coincidence. This is strange. Hmm. I wonder if there's some... Well... You know, I live in a curiosity box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one lucky listener will actually get Dominic. Yeah. And he's dead or alive until you open it. <laughs> there's it's, no way to uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> There will be a way to know. So he's dead and listen. alive. He's yeah. dead and alive until you open it. Right. Yeah, you're getting mixed up with Bon Jovi. 
Okay. Who also lives in a curiosity box. (laughs) Yeah, Bon Jovi's cat, uh, not as popular as Schrodinger's, but um, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for donating. Thanks for using Amazon, uh, using our link if you happen to be using Amazon. Thank you for spreading the word by tweeting, Facebooking, writing nice things about us on iTunes and your other podcast listeners of choice and subscribing if you're not already subscribing mm-hmm. and thank you so much dom and brian for joining us well thank you yeah. for having me thank you very much great yeah. to have you both and happy holidays everybody almost right. yeah. right. we'll end on that sure yeah <laughs> addicts and narcissists <laughs>